Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 118. Holy Spirit, light divine, shine upon this heart of mine. Kindle every high desire. Cleanse my thought in thy pure fire. Hymn number 118. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is Holy Spirit, and the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible, Psalms, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Isaiah I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him, that led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make himself an everlasting name? Ephesians, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. First Thessalonians. We beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit, 
but as touching brotherly love. Ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The disciples apprehended their master better than did others, but they did not comprehend all that he said and did, or they would not have questioned him so often. Jesus patiently persisted in teaching and demonstrating the truth of being. His students saw this power of truth, heal the sick, cast out evil, raise the dead. But the ultimate of this wonderful work was not spiritually discerned even by them until after the crucifixion, when their immaculate teacher stood before them, the victor over sickness, sin, disease, death, and the grave. Yearning to be understood, the master repeated, But whom say ye that I am? This renewed inquiry meant, Who or what is it that is able to do the work so mysterious to the popular mind? In his rejection of the answer already given, and his renewal of the question, it is plain that Jesus completely eschewed the narrow opinion implied in their citation of the common report about him. With his usual impetuosity, Simon replied for his brethren, and his reply set forth a great fact. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is, the Messiah is what thou hast declared. Christ the spirit of God, of truth, life, and love, which heals mentally. This assertion elicited from Jesus the benediction, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. That is, love hath shown thee the way of life. Let any clergyman try to cure his friends by their faith in him. Will that faith heal them? Yet scientists will take the same cases and cures will follow. Is this because the patients have more faith in the scientist than in their pastor? I have healed infidels whose only objection to this method was that I, as a Christian scientist, believed in the Holy Spirit, while they, the patients, did not. Even though you aver that the material senses are indispensable to man's existence or entity, you must change the human concept of life, and must at length know yourself spiritually and scientifically. The evidence of the existence of spirit, soul, 
is palpable only to spiritual sense and is not apparent to the material senses, which cognize only that which is the opposite of spirit. Is God spirit? He is. Then is man his image and likeness according to holy writ? He is. Then can man be material or less than spiritual? As God made man, is he not wholly spiritual? The reflex image of spirit is not unlike spirit. The ancient worthies caught glorious glimpses of the Messiah or Christ, and their truer sense of Christ baptized them in spirit, submerged them in a sense so pure it made seers of men and Christian healers. This is the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, spoken of by St. Paul. It is also the mysticism complained of by the rabbis who crucified Jesus and called him a deceiver. Yea, it is the healing power of truth that is persecuted today, the spirit of divine love. And Christ Jesus possessed it, practiced it, and taught his followers to do likewise. The spirit of God is made manifest in the flesh, healing and saving men. It is the Christ, comforter, which taketh away the sin of the world. And yet Christ is rejected of men. The Holy Spirit takes of the things of God and showeth them unto the creature. And these things being spiritual, they disturb the carnal and destroy it. They are revolutionary, reformatory, and now as aforetime, they cast out evils and heal the sick. He of God's household, who loveth and liveth most the things of spirit, receiveth them most. He speaketh wisely, for the spirit of his father speaketh through him. He worketh well and healeth quickly, for the spirit giveth him liberty. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 119. Holy Spirit, source of gladness, come with all thy radiance bright. Lift all burdens and all sadness, or thy children shed thy light. Hymn number 119. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. We have a, web, a website plainfieldcs.com 
that has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have several websites in a number of different languages, so people from all around the world can find the healing and protecting message of Christian science that this church provides in their own language. And we are happy to say that we have members and regular participants at our church services from all around the world. So feel free to look through our websites. They are all free. Last Saturday morning, we had our Bible study for December. So if you didn't catch it and would like to listen to it, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Our next Bible study will be early in January, so check the website. The date will be posted soon. And remember our church's page-a-day desk calendar for 2022. They've been so popular that we had to order another printing. So don't hesitate to order. We have plenty. You can order from the store on our church website or by mailing a check to the church. The price is $15 for the first calendar, and that includes postage, and $12 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful sessions that help to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. We've been told that there are things spoken at our roundtables that you just don't hear anywhere else. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. <clears throat> our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. This Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by telephone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> 
For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings and the music. I'm very grateful for the many lessons I am learning through being a member of this church. One day during a call with my practitioner in Plainfield, it was pointed out to me that I had a habit of making assumptions. I happened to come across a quote that I put on my desk for me to think about, and it's uh, Mark Twain, it says, quote, it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure, but just ain't so, end quote. <laughs> and so I, these assumptions I realized that I was having was not allowing God to work in my life. This narrow view of things, a, a tiny little window which I was viewing the world, did not allow me to correctly practice Christian science. Rather, it was opening a door to spirals of doubt, of fe doubt fear, suspicion, and then cycles of bad feelings, and then I would stop listening. This was blatant disobedience to the laws of God and blocks healing since I was going to get what I was expecting. I am grateful to have had this uncovered in order to start working on replacing old beliefs and past memories with soul convictions of the truth found in the Bible and Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy that I may better hear God's direction and feel God's presence. Prayer has been giving me ideas that are practical and steps to take, that I, and then I see God's plan, purpose unfold in ways that I had not thought possible. Each time when I get help with these problems through the practitioner's prayers, all my assumptions have been proven wrong. And by correctly applying God's laws to each situation, I have, it is showing me uh, that order, good, goodness, health, joy, right think, timing, needed adjustments, all take place. Le I'm learning to let God lead and turning my focus back to where it needs to be, on God's word, promises, and working for God not indulging in limited personal thinking. We are greatly blessed with the many practical tools given to us here to help bring heaven on earth. I'm very grateful to God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, this church, and my practitioner. Thank you. Thank you. Donna, Oregon. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. There's a saying that I'm sure most of you have heard before that goes something like this. 
Give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish and he eats for the rest of his life. This time of year, there are many, many, many charities asking for donations for their causes. It's hard to narrow it down to those you think are honest or to how many you can afford to help. However, if you donate to a charity, you help them for a day. But if you follow the teachings of Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, you help them for the rest of their lives. The more we share our donations and the knowledge we've gained from the Bible and Christian science, the more needy people we will help all over the world. I don't know if this idea about the fish fish saying came from someone from our church or if I thought of it on my own, but it's been with me for some time, and I believe it makes total sense. I thank God for this religion, this church, and for all you people who are perceptive enough to see that Mary Baker Eddy's Christian science is the truth that Jesus taught. Thank you. Thank you. Pilar, New York. Pilar from New York. Go ahead, please. Hi. Good evening. Um, I just want to um, express gratitude and share a couple of things that happened um, to me during um, this past few weeks. Um, One of them, as everybody is aware, in big cities, uh, the big thing is that um, there's crime and there's people not getting along, blacks against white and Asians and all sorts of uh, things. Anyways, I was able to witness uh, two things. The first one happened to me. I was stopping at one of those little cards that said sell coffee and uh, breakfast food. And as I was waiting my turn, this gen- this guy in front of me, he was obviously a construction worker. He just turned around and saw me and he said, what are you having? And I said, well, I'm just going to have a coffee and a roll. And he turned to the guy in the cart and said, please give this lady a, a coffee and a roll and I'll pay for it. I was I was flabbergasted. Nobody ever. I mean, it was just like, and I said, well, thank you. Let me pay you for it. And he said, no, no, I need to do this. I just, you know, just pray pray for me. And I said, yes, I will. And I asked him his name and, and we just talked for a little bit. And, um, and that was just wonderful. Some out of the blue, somebody just went and show uh, kindness to a total stranger. Then the next thing that happened was I was waiting for the bus to go uptown from uh, Madison Avenue, and there was this senior citizen that obviously was having some mobility issues. Um, and when the bus came, she was kind of struggling to get up on the bus. This other lady, uh, actually was a young woman, um, not from her race, I will not say what she was, but she just picked her up and deposited very gently in the bus. And we went on to our, in our way, and as this lady got to her bus stop, she again was struggling to get off, and this young woman got off, get, got, got out of her seat, went down the steps and helped this lady again to get down to the uh, to the pavement. Um, it just gave me such a, a sense of, see, there are good things happening. People are good, and there's just to look at 
at goodness of what people helping each other and not having to fall into the trap of the uh, this uh, sensational headlines about this is happening, this is such a bad place, and so on and so forth. Even in the midst of that, God is there, and God is uh, showing his, his, his himself, and he's, and he's um, improving that people are basically good. And uh, I am grateful to have witnessed this, uh, to, you know, incidents and be part of one. Anyways, thank you for the beautiful readings, and thank you for uh, Mary Baker Eddy and this church and the congregants. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. <laughs> Luann from New York. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I was walking around the yard yesterday and suddenly felt a wonderful sense of love and peace come over me. I felt like I was being hugged from within. It brought on a warm, pleasant smile. All I could think of to say was, thank you, Father. What a beautiful change has taken place in my life since coming to Plainfield Church to study Christian science and receive help from my practitioner. Many years ago, I was so lost and so full of anger that I would not have noticed that hug or smiled at the presence of God. I certainly had no sense of God in my life. I always walked around looking at the ground, seeing nothing but dirt everywhere. I always felt alone. I'm so grateful to have been healed from all that negativity so that I can be useful to God and bless others. When people come into my pottery shop, they see a loving, kind-hearted friend who has given them a peaceful and safe place to rest. I'm very grateful to God for this. I'm very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for this science and for my practitioner, who through the toughest of times held me up and kept me turned towards the light. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful readings and service this evening and the testimonies. I wanted to express my gratitude for all that we are given in this church and for the teachings and support of my practitioner. Recently, um, I felt like I had pulled a muscle in my neck. It was very painful and stiff, and I was unable to move freely or to lie down to sleep. Now, although I prayed about this and would get relief, it seemed that one wrong move and the pain would come back again. So I called my practitioner to ask for support. I was given this verse from Hymn 49 to work with. Take from us now the strain and stress and let our ordered life confess the beauty of thy peace. I was reminded that I am not a stressed out mortal, that I am the peaceful child of God, and I was also instructed to examine my thinking every hour to be sure of what I was thinking and to keep it calm. As I worked with these statements in Hymn 49 throughout the day, I did feel the pain lessening. And that evening, I was finally able to sleep. And in the morning, most of the pain was gone. I continued holding to that truth that I am the peaceful child of God.
and by the following day, I was completely pain-free. I am so very grateful for this quick healing and for my practitioner's strong and loving support. And I am also grateful for the added blessings that are coming about through the continued practice of stopping hourly to examine my thinking and to declare that I am the peaceful child of God. I'm so grateful for this, and I'm so grateful to God, to Mary Baker Eddy for her pure Christian science that we're being taught in this church. I'm grateful for Christ Jesus, our way shower, and very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. <laughs> um, I'm very grateful to be, um, to be here tonight. And um, also very lucky to be part of this wonderful movement that is happening here in Plainfield and across the world. Um, today, um, I was, not just like everybody else, um, as Christmas is coming, I always tell people it's my favorite time of the year. I always, always love Christmas um, since I was a child, and um, I still do. I'm, I always feel like a child when Christmas comes. <laughs> yeah, I always love it. But that's... It's very important, um, something very important about Christmas. Um, you know, as people start thinking about what it means to them, um, coming, coming to this church, I was taught what Christmas actually means. Um, love for one another. Love for God. And love for Christ. And uh, as we celebrate that, we share that with one another. Yeah, some express that through gift. And um, yeah, because when Christ was born, gift was part of it. Uh, three wonderful men that saw the star and followed that star and he led them to Christ. And they presented him with wonderful gift. That's what Christmas is all about. And also people start thinking about the, the next year, making projections, having expectations. But something important also get lost in the midst of it. When we start to forget about all the blessings we have received from God through the year. I was reflecting on those blessings today what God have done for me and my family to this point, counting all these blessings was so much I couldn't number them, quite frankly. In fact, I, I could go beyond that. Um, even in the midst of uh, COVID chaos that erupted all over the world, having a child in the midst of it it was my greatest moment in life. 
And even though it happened during those chaos, chaotic moments, I didn't feel it a bit. The joy wasn't minimized by the moment. In fact, it even made it even worthwhile. For God to be able to stand with us, as he always do. My daughter was born in the most harmonious, beautiful environment we can ever ask for, surrounded by love and with the help of practitioners. Everything went well beyond my, my I can't even imagine it. It's, it's hard to put into words. Those were, were what God did for us. And also during that time also, as uh, my family was just getting bigger through a loving you know, thought of a member in this church, we were able to be provided with a wonderful home where we live today. This happens in the, in the midst of COVID. And like I said, it's hard to put words into this. Just thinking about it just overwhelms me. And um, every time we wanted anything, like grocery or whatever, we go to our favorite. We never change our schedule because of what was going on. We shop when we usually do. And every time we went to the store, nothing is missing in the store. Everything is always there. We go to our favorite supermarket. It's like nothing is happening. It just, it was amazing what God was doing that time. But it was also a demonstration of what I've been taught in this church from day one when I stepped foot into this church. A practitioner here, Mrs. Evans, she told me, which I never forget until this day, she told me that if you put God first, that he would take care of you. Because that time I was wondering what, what am I going to do? And that kind of eliminated every fear that I had. And I have held on to it until this day. I was reflecting on these blessings today and uh, felt overwhelmed. So it's important if you're thinking about or wondering what will next year be, what will just take a moment and think about what has been. Count your blessings. As the song always said, you'll be, you'll be surprised what God has done for you. And God, he hasn't changed. He will never change. He's always the same. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. This evening, I would like to express my gratitude for the magazine, Love is the Liberator. I am finding that I am rereading and using them in Unity Watches, Independent Watches, and prayers, specific and general, and also for myself, all during the week. The enduring qualities of each edition reach far and wide to people everywhere, both Christian scientists and non-Christian scientists, 
because of the universal truths found within. Quotes, articles, and testimonies are for the benefit of all mankind. In particular are the two editions of Christ and Christmas, parts one and two, from November 2020 and 21. It is my great hope that this will be repeated each year. A special thanks for this amazing, wonderful, healing magazine. Love is the Liberator. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. Every year around this time of year, I'm very thankful for a class that we held in this church many years ago. And the thing that struck me most about the class was the teacher opened up and made a very profound statement that has stuck with me all these years. And she said, God made man satisfied. And I know why this thing stuck with me because every time this time of year, it, it tries me. I feel the dissatisfaction. I feel like the, the sense of like, oh, I don't have something, but I need it. But this simple truth, and it is true, that God made man satisfied, when I repeat that again, all that sense of uh, dissatisfaction disappears, which, and it's amazing, it happens every time. And it's obviously uh, the presence of that Holy Spirit that we sung about in the last hymn. Thank you, Fairly, for picking that beautiful hymn. Think about that Holy Spirit who is our God, who is all good. And he lifts all burdens, and he lifts all sadness, and he sheds his blessed light over all of his dear children. So with that, I'm very thankful for this church, Christian Science Church. It's been amazingly helpful for me, and it's a wonderful blessing. Thank you. Jeremy. <laughs> I came to this church immediately after the lowest point in my life, feeling like it was my last opportunity. So with that thought, I told myself, whatever they ask you to do, you will do it. And for a long time, I stuck with that until through spiritual growth and practitioner support, I was able to see that it needs to be God guiding me and not human will. Learning to discern whether it is a task, whether a task is God directed or if it is merely human do goody, as it has been called here, has taken me some time, mostly because I have that desire to be helpful especially here in this church, which has done so much for me. But error will gladly use what we love and desire against us. So to learn that there is such a thing as being foolishly helpful has been a hard-won lesson. I had a recent bit of being wrongly helpful that really came back on me to the point where my practitioner had to step in. She later said more or less, this is the kind of thing that is probably why they have the saying, no good deed goes unpunished. It made me think of what Christ Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 10, 16, quote, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves, end quote. 
Perhaps I thought I was being harmless as a dove because I had an honest desire to help, but I certainly was not wise as a serpent, and that failure in wisdom could have in turn brought much harm. So I've really been working on that since then. And I'm just very grateful to my practitioner for working to resolve that situation and bringing much-needed peace. And I truly appreciate all the support we are given as we learn to demonstrate and use our spiritual sense here. It is not an overnight thing, at least for me. And I'm very grateful for all that being a member of this church has done for me and all the blessings. So thank you. And I have a testimony from Imogene in Australia. Thank you, Plainfield Independent, for your love in sharing the truth of Christian science with the world. Today I recall a beautiful healing I experienced about a year ago. I awoke one morning with intense back pain that soon sent me hobbling to my bed. As with any problem, I knew that only Christian science could help me, and I found quick remedy at Plainfield Independent on the website. I came across Love Your Enemies from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy, as read by Mary Singletary here in our church. I had never read Love Your Enemies before, as I had never understood how to love anyone who had done harm to me. I had always turned away from actually reading this or even trying to understand it. Not 30 seconds into this sublime reading, I started to weep. Mrs. Eddy's quote, What is it that harms you? Can height or depth or any other creature separate you from the love that is omnipresent good, that blesses infinitely one and all? My intense emotional reaction to that passage surprised me, and at the same time, I felt a heavenly comfort reaching back through the years back through my human history and correcting all the hurt and rejection I had been carrying around with me. Memories flitted through my consciousness coming and going only to leave a glowing sense of love in their place. I listened over and over again experiencing an immeasurable sense of love and freedom, compassion and bliss, a soul cleansed, a heart healed in those moments. My life viewed to my thought suddenly came into focus as a life not of sadness but of joy, not of grief for what could have been, but of love, love, and still more love in the grand congregation of our Lord. It would have been on the third or fourth repeat of working with this recording that I suddenly realised all my back pain had evaporated. I jumped up, made myself some food and heartily ate, 
jumped in the shower, got dressed and went on about my day as if that painful attack had never been. Since that day, I have not had a single return of that supposedly painful backache. I have listened and re-listened to that sublime recording of Love Your Enemies many times. All those years, I had been holding a belief that I had been harmed by violence and human hatred, but in actuality, I was with God's love the whole time. He did give his angels charge over me to keep me. He had not forgotten about me. He did love me. I was always and ever loved, and no harm had ever touched my eternal selfhood. Casting out the belief that I had been hurt allowed God's reign within me, and so I was free to experience the ever-present, overflowing, pure, abundant and joyous love that is immediately at hand in every moment and every experience of our lives. This is what pure Christian science achieves, according to Mrs Eddy's instructions as practised here in our church at Plainfield Independent. Thank you to my wonderful Plainfield practitioner, whose reading of this truth and sharing her holy wisdom and love gave all that was needed for this healing. This experience carries the hallmarks of truth as pointed out by Mrs. Eddy in Jesus' own command. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received. Freely give. Thanks be to God Almighty and to Christian science for this beautiful healing freely given in our church at Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Many years ago, and for many years, uh, Mrs. Evans, our practitioner and teacher, uh, used to give uh, short sermons at the end of each Sunday service. Um, explanatory, very helpful. And I remember, I'll never forget, one Sunday she got up and she was told us she was going to tell us about the importance of being diligent. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't have to pay attention to this because I'm probably the most diligent person here. <laughs> and as soon as that thought went through my head, another voice came into my head that said, pay attention. And I thought, whoa, where did that come from? Well, I knew where it came from, so I paid attention. <laughs> And that short sermon talked about the importance of being diligent, doing the best that we can each day, and that that meant being diligent about our obedience to God. 
Well, that left me with a lot to think about because I, I thought I was diligent about in my job. I thought I was diligent about taking care of my home, diligent about a lot of things humanly, but it became very clear that I was not very diligent about the things of God. And I began to ask myself, well, why am I doing these things? Am I diligent in my job because I want to make money? Or because I want to be able to care for my family, for my church, and be able to help others? Why am I diligent about keeping a nice home? Do I want to be humanly comfortable? Or do I want to have a peaceful place to work for God when where guests can feel the love of God? So I began to change the way I thought about things. And I have found since then that all work is God's work if I have the right motive. It all comes down to what is my motive. And I have found that I am not less diligent, but even more diligent. But more importantly, more diligent for a better reason. And that better reason has made me happier, healthier. And as a previous testifier said, more satisfied. So I'm grateful for all the teaching that we receive here, for the wonderful sermons that were given, <laughs> and uh, for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of Christianity, which is the only true reason for living. I'm grateful to be here with you all tonight. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Fairly, for the beautiful readings. This week, particularly, I've been thinking a lot about our calendar statements and how wonderful they are. And I was just wondering to what extent are we really paying attention to it or heeding the messages? These are inspired messages. For example, on the 13th, Mrs. Eddy's wrote or said, there is no place for failure where God is, and he is right with you every minute. I feel like if we would just take any of these every day, if that's all you take, and think about it and try to live it, what a difference it would make in our lives. These are not just words that somebody just said, they've been the ones from members here. They are inspired. I just wanted to express my gratitude for them and also to share how it's helping many, many, many. I know a lady in particular, I've said it before, who that's all they have. That's all they read every day. And I, may, I see the difference in her living just because of this these small, you know, few words a day that she works with. 
I'm also very grateful for what uh, Feli you read at the end of the of the readings. It says that the Holy Spirit takes the things of God and showeth them unto the creature. And these things being spiritual, they disturb the carnal and destroy it. They are revolutionary, reformatory, and now as aforetime, they cast out evils and heal the sick. Thank God we have so much to work with. We are never alone because of these words that are given to us. I'm so grateful for them, grateful for God and every time talking to each and every one of us. For Mary Baker, the Christ Jesus, of course, and for everyone who is striving, working to really show, to prove God's love for all his children. Very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. First, from Missouri, another terrific Bible study this morning led by Thomas. Thank you. That was on Saturday. Upon reading a bit online about Clara Barton, one finds that she had some similar experiences and or challenges in life as did Mrs. Eddy, though very different in their specifics. Of course, as Ms. Barton's focus was in the materia medica world, she was the youngest child in her family. She had a difficult childhood. She excelled despite her shy demeanor. She nursed a bedridden brother back to health. She founded a school, the first free public school located in Bordentown, New Jersey, which was a huge success, so much so that the town's Powers to be hired a male principal to run the school, which outraged Clara. She faced the challenges of women working in a male-dominated workforce. She, she was harassed by male co-workers when she worked in the U.S. Patent Office, and they tried to get her fired by besmirching her name. She founded the American Red Cross and the National First Ad Association of America. Learning just these few aspects of Clara's life, it is no wonder that she praised Mrs. Eddy, and it is equally easy to see why Mrs. Eddy had such a high praise for her as well, and so appreciated her support. Pennsylvania. Recently I woke in the wee small hours with the thought, quote, they cease to have who cease to give, end quote, from hymn 182. Then came from Science and Health the quote, In patient obedience to a patient God, let us labor to dissolve with the universal solvent of love, the adamant of error, self-will, self-justification, and self-love, which wars against spirituality and is the law of sin and death. We sure needed these ideas, but it also occurred to me this is a needed, wonderful way for the whole world, which I haven't thought of before. Isn't it wonderful that there is an antidote for the adamant of error? Thank you, Father, and thank you, Mrs. Eddy. And then California. Thank you, Thomas, for putting the Bible studies together. Plainfield for providing this teaching component as part of our church, and everyone at Plainfield who participates. The studies have renewed my reading interest in the Bible outside of our lessons. 
and I am finding that when I pick up the Bible to read a chapter out of an interest in researching a subject, this now turns into reading many chapters, and then the book, and then the next book, and so on. It is riveting material, and I thank Plainfield for reawakening my love of the Bible as the book of books. And Illinois. This morning I was led to an article from Sermons and Articles on Christian Science by Doris White Evans entitled The Beatitudes. Such a clear explanation and instructions on how to live. The Beatitudes. Constantly grateful for all of God's truths which are available to use exactly when needed with love. And then a short letter from Virginia. Dear fellow members, enclosed is my monthly contribution. It comes with grateful thanks for the solid rock upon which this independent church is based. The God-directed activity of each and every member is appreciated as it seamlessly works together for good to accomplish God's good purposes to bless the world. With love and thanks. And then this one from West Virginia. Enclosed is a contribution in loving appreciation for the work you are doing to bring love, healing, truth, and God's ideas to make the world see what truth is and to find peace. And then this testimony from England. The discussion about driving, which was on a past roundtable November 7th, reminded me of an amazing incident that happened about a year ago. I recently heard a testimony about how the woman always asked, um, stated that the Christ goes before her and prepares the way whenever she was driving or going to an appointment, a journey, or even something like a phone call. I thought it was a lovely idea, and I gave it much thought throughout the rest of the evening. I felt it would be a lovely thing to tell a friend of mine who is not at all religious but had recently admitted to me that she was very scared of long-distance driving, and I thought it might be helpful to her. The very next day, I had an appointment some distance away, about a three hours drive. I asked God to go before me and to prepare the way, and kept this very much in my thought throughout the journey. It was an uneventful trip until I noticed a sign on the motorway, the freeway, saying, Debris in the road. It seemed only a second or two later that I noticed the car in front appeared to run over something large, and a large sheet of metal flew up into the air. It was probably about three feet square, and I watched it flip through the air and come straight towards me. I was in the middle lane, so I was trapped between lanes of traffic, and there was no time to swerve or anything, but it appeared that it would hit my windscreen, and sure enough, it landed on my car. There was a loud bang as the metal hit my car, and then nothing else happened. I continued driving, waiting to see if I would be covered in millions of pieces of glass, but nothing happened. A few seconds later, I saw a sign saying, Services in one mile, so I prepared to leave the motorway and headed into the services car park to check the car. There were only a few small scrapes on my wing mirror and a few minor marks on the metal that framed the windscreen. But that was it, and my car is still completely intact. 
as, as is my windscreen, one year later. The next day when I inspected the car with my partner and told him what had happened, he could not believe how little damage had been sustained. I was and still am so incredibly grateful for the protection I received that day from an outcome that could have been quite disastrous. I try to remember now to make sure I always ask for the Christ to go before me and prepare the way whenever I go anywhere. Best of all, I was able to tell my friend when I next saw her that not only had I heard someone make this suggestion, but that it had quite possibly saved my life the next day. And she thanked me for telling her and said she would bear it in mind. Thank you so much for giving me this wonderful reminder and the wonderful roundtables. I so enjoy listening and learning every week. Sending much love to everyone at Plainfield Christian Science Independent and so much gratitude to Mrs. Eddy for bringing us this liberating knowledge and to God for his ever-present, ever-watchful care. And lastly, a testimony from California. As I research articles in support of the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent services and activities, I come across writings which also meet my own needs. Recently, I felt deluged by very negative pictures of happenings in the world, my country, and the area where I live. I know these pictures have to be challenged and occasionally find I have fallen off from my watching post. However, it never lasts long until I found, find that our Father has provided me with the necessary spiritual teaching to uplift, uplift my thought and let me know that I have the tools to handle anything. This poem by John Greenleaf Whittier in an 1885 journal brought my thought back to the place it needed to be the other day when I was struggling with the wrong view. And this is the poem. In God's own might, we gird for the coming fight, and strong in him whose cause is ours, in conflict with unholy powers, we grasp the weapons he has given, the light and truth and love of heaven. One thing I love and have come to realize in attending the Plainfield Church services is that God always meets our needs, and often this is done in presenting something new to thought. And why not, since there are infinite loving truths just waiting for us to see? I cannot give enough gratitude to God for leading me to this church, our practitioners, and those who make these services happen. My deepest love to you all. Oh, it's certainly wonderful to hear from people from all around our country and our world, and I'm so grateful for all of you who contribute to make these services, these meetings, so meaningful and, and that go out and help so many people. I hear about it just about every day. And those beautiful readings tonight, thank you, Fairly. Um, what you read from Science and Health, Jesus patiently persisted in teaching and demonstrating the truth of being. I remember that was one of Mr. Evans's favorite passages from Science and Health, and he was a very patient and dear soul. And I, I thought, how wonderful to have that attribute to patiently persist. Uh, that word patience, to be calmly diligent. Another definition is 
active expectancy of good and to have this within ourselves in dealing with our own selves. Are we patient with ourselves? Do we put unreasonable limits and tasks and pressure on ourselves? Are we patient to let God unfold his purpose within us? And then are we patient with others and extend that loving kindness to each and everyone that sometimes so desperately needs it? Just a wonderful reminder of how the Christ was. He patiently persisted. He never gave up. He kept at it. So I'm very grateful to be here with you all on this very holy evening as we approach our Christmas Eve service and our Christmas Day and all the wonderful times we have together. So much love and gratitude to all of you, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 154. In thee, O Spirit, true and tender, I find my life as God's own child. Within thy light of glorious splendor, I lose the earth clouds, drear and wild. Hymn number 154.